The Bible foretells many events or signs to watch for in the end time. Are you watching for the signs? You might be saying, well, what signs? Well, we will analyze the signs of the end times on this edition of End of the Age. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you for joining me on this edition of End of the Age. And we make the comment all the time that the prophecies are being fulfilled at such a rate that they really are sweeping us by, folks. And I have had articles that I wanted to share with you two or three or four weeks ago, and things were happening so fast, and I was trying to keep you so up to date, I couldn't even share them with you. And I thought, man, these articles are so good. They pertain to Bible prophecy, and I haven't even shared them because we're doing just daily stuff, and it's just all happening so fast. So what I wanted to do today was to slow down a little bit to make sure that you grasp the situation here, that we are so far off into the end time, the coming of the Lord is just around the corner, everyone. And we want to make sure that, not that we go into like a a, a frantic mode, but that there would be a sense of urgency, should somebody be listening to me, that is not prepared to meet the Lord. That's the goal of all of this not prepared to meet the Lord, that somebody should start saying, well, you know what? Wow, this thing's coming to an end here. I need to prepare for that. Now, let's talk about some of these signs that I referred to. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 8 through 12. We always start one through down through about 6 or 7, right? Well, let's go to 8, verse 8. Bible says, and then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit, I'm sorry, with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, and all power with signs and lying wonders. Again, my question was, are you watching for the signs? And with all deceivableness, of unrighteousness in them that perish. Very key, because this pertains to our society today. Because they received not a love for the truth that they might be saved. You say, well, I mean, come on, I I, I know the truth. Or, Dave, your truth is your truth, my truth is my truth, and whatever I believe, that's the truth. I've talked to people who actually believe that. But that's not scriptural. 
Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. You shall know the truth. There are not even two truths. There are not hundreds of truths. There's not your truth and my truth. There is only the truth. The Word of God. And so, I want to align my life up to that truth. And... I want to align my life up with Jesus Christ and what He taught us, right? So the Bible says, Because these individuals in the end time receive not a love for the truth, that they might be saved, and for this cause God shall send them strong delusion, that they should believe a lie, they'll think it's the truth, but it's a lie, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but have pleasure in unrighteousness. Now, we'll be talking about quite a bit of this on today's program. So, the Bible foretells many events or signs to watch for in the end time. And again, I want to pose the question, are you watching for these signs? They're very, very clear in the Bible. We talk about them every day. Daniel prophesied, the birth of the Holy Roman Empire, the modern nations that would be on the earth at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ, the coming world dictator, the Antichrist, and a peace agreement that he would confirm between the Israelis and the Palestinians, which would begin the final seven years. Are you watching for the signs that were given in the book of Daniel? There are many others. I just pulled a few. Then in Matthew chapter 24, verse 3, the disciples had taken Jesus out on the Mount of Olives. And the Bible says, And as He sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto Him privately and said, Lord, tell us, when shall these things be? And what's going to be the sign of Your coming and of the end of the age? What signs will those individuals be looking for that will be here at that time? Well, of course, Jesus warned of false prophets, wars, rumors of wars, famines, pestilence or pandemics, earthquakes, and also the rapture of the church in Matthew 24. Let that, when you see the abomination of desolation, let them which be in Judea flee. There's so many signs for us to watch for. But many people, because they don't receive a love for the truth, they're not even following the Word of God. All these signs are sweeping them by. And they're just, it's like they're just, Bible says, as in the days of Noah, they'll just be living life, having a good time, just oblivious to what's fixing to happen, which was there was going to be a flood. Noah, why are you building this giant ark? God told me there's going to be a flood come. Oh, yeah, sure, Noah. Right. It's never rained. You don't know what you're talking about. Noah said, okay, but it's been prophesied and you're not paying attention to the signs. God told me to build this flood. Oh, Noah, you're crazy. But there came a day, folks, when it start, God shut the door to the ark and it started to rain. And people thought, what is this rain? It had never rained before. 
But then it started to hit him in the face, and it started to make mud puddles, and then it started to get ankle deep, and then it started to get knee deep. But folks, they never believed the man of God when he was telling them what was going on. And there came a time when they perished because they received not a love for the truth, right? Well, the Bible says it will be like that when the Son of Man comes. The signs will be happening, but people are so oblivious that they will not be watching the signs. So the Bible gives us crystal clear signs to follow. And I want to make sure on today's program that you know what those signs are, what we should be looking for, and I'm going to show you how some of them signs are coming to pass as we speak in the news every day. Right now, there are tens of thousands of Jewish immigrants stranded in Ukraine as Russia invades city after city with no regard for human life. 3,000 Jews are ready to return to Israel today. The need for evacuation, shelter, flights, and emergency housing, nearly $10 million. The Jews in Ukraine need your help. If half of you gave just $250 toward this need, it would be met in full today. Please consider giving to help Jews safely escape Ukraine. To give or learn more, go to endtime.com Ukraine or call 800-END-TIME. That's endtime.com Ukraine or 800-363-8463. I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. Let me give you a, a, um, an example of one of the signs that I'm talking about. In Luke 17, 29-30, Jesus prophesied, that just prior to his second coming, sexually perverse lifestyles, things that were diametrically opposed to the word of God, would permeate society, and he stated, but the same day that Lot come out of Sodom and Gomorrah, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Now, I've got an article here. New York Post. You say, well, it'll never get as bad as Sodom and Gomorrah in the end time, right, Dave? Well, I, we've seen a time in the United States when it will. 
in the New York Post, many of you have seen this, it says that a Disney executive vowed more inclusivity in its productions as the entertainment giant works to make underrepresented groups such as racial minorities and the LGBTQ community account for at least 50% of its regular characters by the end of 2022. 50% of its characters, many of them being LGBTQ. Carrie Burke, the president of Disney's general entertainment content, said the company must do more to make its content more inclusive in the company-wide Zoom call Monday that was later posted to Twitter. 50%. Now, Disney, a lot of kids, a lot of parents watch that, but a lot of kids follow these Disney characters. And and what are they going to do when they see their favorite Disney characters, members of the LGBT community? Now, folks, I'm not sensationalizing this. I'm telling you, these are the signs that Jesus said we should be watching for. Just prior to my second coming, sexually perverse lifestyles that would be diametrically opposed to the Word of God would permeate our society. Are you watching the signs? In the third chapter of his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul prophesies about the end times. He says, This know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection. Do we see this in our society right now? Absolutely. Without natural affection. People willing to have partial birth abortions. How could you have natural affection towards life or to human beings and be willing to do that to a child that has went up to nine months and have a partial birth abortion? The Bible says it would be that the people, men would be, men, women would be without natural affection. Truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors. Heady, high-minded individuals, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such turn away. Verse 7, they're ever learning, but they're never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Folks, we see these mindsets permeating our society right now. But people are oblivious to the signs Just like the people prior to Noah were oblivious to the signs that a flood was coming, you know they asked Noah, why are you building this huge uh, boat right out here in the middle of of the woods? And he says, well, God told me it's fixing to rain. He's going to flood the earth. And they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, Noah, right, that's going to happen. But again, there came a day They didn't pay any attention to the signs. They didn't pay any attention to the man of God. All they were doing was just, just, the Bible says it was the reason that God was going to destroy those individuals on the earth because they were just doing everything, their mind, whatever they wanted to do. They were just doing it. Wickedness filled the earth. And they laughed at Noah. But there came a day 
when it started to rain. Well, now there are signs all around us, things sweeping us by, and there are people that are just totally oblivious. I don't want to pay any attention to the Bible. I don't want to pay any attention to God. And so those signs are sweeping them by. Again, my question, are you watching the signs? John, he foretells in the Bible of the spirits that would go forth from heaven and control the ideologies of mankind in the last days. And he used colors. God showed him colors to help identify those spirits. He identified the the white spirit as Catholicism. The black spirit, the socialism, communism. He identified a writer that had the black spirit, that represented the black spirit, capitalism in the earth today. The green spirit, Islamism. But a lot of people don't want to pay attention, right? These signs all around us, they're just, oh well, I'm just living my life. Don't really care about the Bible. Don't care about the signs. Even though about 30% of the entire Bible, folks, is Bible prophecy. Some people just totally oblivious. Now, I agree. I've had people say, I don't want to follow that, just be ready. I totally agree, be ready. Absolutely. That's our number one message, be ready. If you never understand one prophecy, just be ready. However, the Bible says in Revelation 19, the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. Are you just trying to keep yourself saved, or are you going out to save others? If you go out to save others... Jesus knew that prophecy was one of the best tools you can use to build people's faith in the Word of God. He said, I tell you these things before they come to pass, that when they come to pass, you might do what? You might believe. So the prophecies are given to us. Yes, so we can know what to do. We know the timelines. We know all these things to follow. But for us to use current events to show how those prophecies are coming to pass right now. They're written thousands of years ago. They're coming to pass right now, letting us know we're just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ. And what are we doing? Building people's faith in the Word of God. The only book on the planet that has the words to eternal life. Now, John also prophesied, and we're talking about the signs today, right? John prophesied about World War I, World War II, the trumpets, the Chernobyl nuclear accident, the Iraq war with Saddam Hussein, the soon coming World War III, the Sixth Trumpet War, the building of a third Jewish temple, the event at the... And I've just told you recently about what all is happening with the red heifer and how we're just we're moving straight towards the building of that third temple, folks. And the third temple, the, and, and also the event at which the abomination of desolation the event at which the, the Antichrist will be revealed. We're watching precursors to all of this. The, the second coming of Jesus Christ, uh, John prophesied about. The future battle of Armageddon. And many people, I'm writing an article right now on the, the future wars to come, the prophesied wars to come. And I'm, I'm separating the, the Six Trumpet War from the wars and rumors of wars, the war in heaven, the battle of Armageddon. We're, we're dicing all that up and analyzing it all, and I'm writing a big article on it right now for End Time Magazine. Because these are signs that we're watching for in the end time, these different wars. Jesus said, John prophesied about them. 
Many writers in the Bible prophesied about the battle of Armageddon. And also John talked about the greatest revival the world has ever known. By far. It's ahead of us now. And the stage is being set for that. All of these events laid out in the end time, designed by God to set the stage for the last great time of revival. Imagine when I can come on the radio, me or Doug or Vince, and can tell you they just set the cornerstones. Now, I'm not telling you that today, but it's coming in the very near future. I've ate dinner at the guy's house who has both the cornerstones for the third temple. He's a great friend of ours. He's the one that Irvin Baxter talked about that was his friend that was on when, in 1967, the Six Days War, when they, the group of soldiers went onto the Temple Mount. Gershon Solomon was one of the soldiers that went onto the Temple Mount that day. And so he's got the two cornerstones for the, temple, the, or the third temple. I've ate dinner at his house. Wonderful friend of ours. And I know the guy. I have become great friends with the guy who has located 21 rabbi-qualified red heifers now. So, I mean, all of these signs are happening, one right after another. John also warned of an end-time world government, a world religious system, a global identification numbering system that would be used to economically sanction folks into a um, to compliance with the Antichrist global governing edicts. You see all the signs? Listen, this is, this is not an exhaustive list of the prophecy. This is just some that I pulled off the top of my head as I was preparing for today's program. I, you can, I mean, if you understand prophecy, you can rattle these things off in your sleep almost. Uh, finally, and most importantly, all the way back to Moses, um, David, uh, Daniel, Malachi, um, Paul, John, they all prophesied of a book of life. You remember when Moses was leading the children of Israel out of the Egyptian bondage. He's out in the wilderness. He goes up on Mount Sinai. But he takes too long. The children of Israel start griping and complaining to Aaron and said, Hey, he's been up there too long. What are we going to do? He said, I tell you what, bring in all your jewelry. We're going to melt it down. He creates a golden calf. And he said, now Aaron said this. I never have understood this, but Aaron said, these be the gods that brought you out of Egypt. A golden calf. So when Abraham or uh, Moses comes back down Mount Sinai from getting the Ten Commandments, obviously he's very angry. God is angry. And God told Moses, I'm going to destroy every one of them. And Moses said, well, or he's going to blot their name out of the Lamb's Book of Life. And Moses said, if you blot their name out, blot my name out as well. And God told Moses, I'll blot their name out of, I'll blot any whose name out I want. And Moses said, well, if you're going to blot their name out, blot mine. But he didn't do it, right? God didn't do it. And so what was he going to blot their name out of? This book of life that has been had names written in it all these years, for thousands of years. And these individuals are recorded in that book. All of these individuals prophesied about that. 
And Revelation eleven twenty, the Bible, John said, um, I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, from whose face the heaven and the earth fled away, and there was found no place for them. There's no place to hide at that point. Everyone who is not raptured will stand before God at the great white throne of judgment. John said, and I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged out of the things which were written in those books according to their works. You say, well, my works don't matter. I can do whatever I want and be saved. Can you? The Bible says at the time of the great white throne of judgment that there will be books that are written that are open and people will be judged by those things which are written in the books and according to their works. Okay? So, you say, well, my works don't save me. The Bible says that when you're born again, it will lead to good works. where Your works will follow them. I will show you my faith by my works. Your works don't save you But when you're born again, you'll align up and you'll have good works that follow that. And so if you've never been born again, it's going to show in your works and you're going to be judged by that at the great white throne of judgment. Look it up, Revelation chapter 20. The Bible says, And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire, This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Now, a lot of people, they don't believe that. And and they think, well, just by saying, well, I I just don't believe that, that it's going to go away, or that it's not true, or that it won't happen. But that's not the way it works. The Bible Bible says, let God be true, let every man be a liar. If, if, If I teach something that's not in the Word of God then I will be held accountable for that. And if something's in the Word of God, and I say, well, you know, I just don't believe that. That doesn't mean it's going to go away or that it's not true. It's going to happen. You may not believe it here on this side, but there will come a day when you will. And so you say, well, what are you doing, Dave? I'm showing you there are signs that are happening. There, that our actions right now will land us before the great white throne of judgment someday. The life we live, if you're, if you're alive, you're either going to be raptured or you're going to stand before God at the great white throne of judgment. And so I want to make sure everybody under the sound of my voice is preparing themselves. The Bible says that He will give us signs to look for, letting us know we're in the end time. So are we in the end times? Absolutely. Are you watching the signs? There are, there are many, many, many of them. We only talk, we, we talk about them every day on the radio and on our television in our magazine. So we want to make sure that you are following the signs because the second coming of Jesus Christ, folks, is just in the very near future. And we want to be prepared. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. 
when you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99. You can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the Prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. So the signs, prophecies, events, things that will happen just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ. Let me show you several of them between now and the end of the program. You know that the Bible prophesies a world government. Daniel was given a vision back in Daniel 7 of four beasts that that represented kingdoms or nations that would exist at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ. They were the, uh, Daniel 7, 4 through 7, the modern nations they symbolized were a, a lion with eagle's wings, Great Britain and the United States, the Russian bear, the four-headed leopard Germany, a ten-horned beast, which uh, symbolizes the Holy Roman Empire and the current European Union. Jump to Revelation. In Revelation 13, John uses the same symbols of those nations minus the eagle's wings, to describe the end-time world government. In, John, in, uh, in John's account, the four separate nations of Daniel 7 have federalized into one large global governing body. This is one of the easiest prophecies for me to show you. The establishment of a world governing body. It's happening all around us. We have a president of the United States who is a globalist. He believes in a one world governing body. 110%. So the interpretation of the Revelation 13 would go something like this, and I'll add in the nations as we go. John said, I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea having seven heads, ten horns. Upon his horns, symbolic of the European Union, were ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. And the beast, the singular combo beast, not four beasts, one beast, which I saw was like unto a leopard, Germany, feet is the feet of the bear. Russia, mouth is the mouth of the lion. Great Britain. Uh, You say, well, hold on a minute. Great Britain, there's Brexit. I promise you, Great Britain, because of this prophecy, Great Britain will be included in the end time world government. Uh, And the Bible says, and the dragon, or Satan, gave him his power, seat, and great authority. It's Revelation 13, 1 and 2. Well, this is a 2,000-year-old prophecy of world government that is currently being established. Let me prove it to you. So, 
the, uh, I want to just give you a, I don't know, maybe a, like a world government Mark of the Beast update. The Last Refuge, it's a news source online. It, they published an article, World Government Summit introduces the new financial world order and the intent of the digital ID that follows the vaccination passport. So the, from, from the article, and I want to show a clip here, uh, is that the, it goes to say the World Government Summit 2022 took place on um, last few days. I think it was the 29th and the 30th in Dubai. They hosted more than 4,000 individuals from 190 countries, including senior government officials. Now, again, I did say the World Government Summit. They're not even trying to hide what they're creating. Remember, there's a 2,000-year-old prophecy of a world government that would be in power at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ, and the Antichrist would eventually usurp authority over that world governing body. Now we've got the, this week, they had the World Government Summit. They have 4,000 people attend from 190 countries. Heads of uh, these, they were um, senior government officials, heads of international organizations, and global experts. And these um, invited participants presented ideas and worldviews from their various fields of specialty, digital IDs, um, the economies of the world, different uh, handling crises, I mean, you name it, whatever their specialty was. Well, one presentation that we need to talk about was from Dr. Pippa Malmgren. And she's an American economist who served as a special advisor on economic policy to President George W. Bush, who was a globalist, by the way. Okay? A lot of people think, well, good old Texas Bushes, they had nothing to do with world government. Oh, yeah, they did. George H.W. Bush, Mikhail Gorbachev, and John Paul II are the ones that came out with the term New World Order. Remember when George H.W. Bush started talking about the New World Order? Well, uh, Holmgren's father, Harold uh, Malmgren, served as a senior aide to... Um, the United States Presidents John F. Kennedy, Lyndon Johnson, Richard Nixon, and Gerald Ford. So in this segment, this clip that I want to show you, Miss Malmgren says the quiet part out loud. What are they trying to do here? Now remember, they're at the World Government Summit. So they're not trying to run the state of Texas. They're not even trying to govern the state of Israel. This is a world government summit. Now, yes, they're no longer hiding the, the construct. Indeed, as you will hear in this clip, they are saying quite openly what the future will look like. So I want you to see the clip right now. I remember talking to an Australian diplomat at one point about this break between the U.S. and China and said, you know, both sides are going to say, whose team are you on? Mm. And he said, our job is to make sure the question never arises. But the question has arisen. And so I think we have to go deeper. And it's not about the U.S. versus China. It's about what underpins a world order is always the financial system. 
Mm. I, I was very privileged. My father was an advisor to Nixon when they came off the gold standard in 71, and so I was brought up with a kind of inside view of how very important the financial structure is to absolutely everything else. And what we're seeing in the world today, I think, is we are on the brink of a dramatic change where we are about to, and I'll say this boldly, we're about to abandon the traditional system of money and accounting and introduce a new one. And the new one, the new accounting, is what we call blockchain. It means digital. It means having an almost perfect record of every single transaction that happens in the economy, which will give us far greater clarity over what's going on. It also raises huge dangers in terms of the balance of power between states and citizens. In my opinion, we're going to need a digital constitution of human rights if we're going to have digital money. Uh, but also, this new money will be sovereign in nature. Most people think that digital money is crypto and private. But what I see are superpowers introducing digital currency. The Chinese were the first. The U.S. is on the brink, I think, of moving in the same direction. The Europeans have committed to that as well. I want, let me pull just a clip out of that. She said, we're about to abandon a traditional system of money and accounting and introduce a new one. She says, but what I see, our superpowers introducing digital currency. The Chinese were the first. The U.S. is now on the brink. Okay? Now, they're at the World Government Summit talking about introducing a brand new currency to the world. She says, hey, my dad was an advisor to Nixon when we went off the gold standard. Okay? So, the end goal of a digital currency is why, uh, and I'm continuing on with a few excerpts from the article, the end goal of the digital currency is why Western political leaders have not been worried about the following, um, following the COVID-19 spending demands from the World Economic Forum. The article says, and I'm quoting, a digital currency allows ultimate control on a global basis by a one-world government. Now, folks, this, is, this article is not me writing an article based on biblical prophecy of a one-world government. This is a secular entity writing an article on what they see happening at the World Governing Summit about a world government, a secular view. But John prophesied 2,000 years ago that there will be a world government established just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ. And it would have a, an economic form of control. So, a digital currency allows ultimate control on a global basis by a one-world government or a Western system of collective governments that can assign value. No other mechanism will have as much control over the life of a person than a digital currency that will create a system of transactional credits and debits, perhaps also influenced by your social credit score. The digital currency requires a digital identity in order for apportionment based on your value to society. And this is essentially an extension of the, this Fabian mindset into the world of financial transactions and monetary evaluations. Fabians believe that 
um, some form of a socioeconomic tribunal would be needed in order to, to, for each citizen to be quantified according to their worth to society. You understand the Chinese social credit score. It's kind of a variant of that concept. And a, a digital currency and digital identity is not a conspiracy theory, folks. These global leaders are explaining to us, explaining the whole thing to us out loud. We want to introduce a, we're going to move off our current system of economical, of, um, they, well, let me, they said we want to abandon the traditional system of money and accounting and introduce a new one, a digital currency. You say, okay, now I've talked about this for a long time. The moving us off of a, out, off of a cashless plat, or a cash platform into a cashless society, into a totally digital footprint. Because when you purchase things with a debit card, you get gas on the way home. You stop by and get some groceries. You stop by Kentucky Fried Chicken and get Kentucky Fried Chicken. And then you purchase something private online. Your, uh, you know, uh, you, you might purchase something online that you would never want anybody to know you purchased. All that is being tracked, folks. Anytime you make a purchase with your debit card, you're creating a, a, a digital footprint. Your uh, Facebook uh, posts and what you look up, all of your, uh, what you look up on the internet, I mean, you name it, you're already being tracked. And so these people want to get more detailed than that. They don't want you to have access to any cash. A cashless society. Now I know, um, what's the guy, Dave Ramsey. He says that this is virtually impossible and it may be, but I'm telling you what they're talking about at the world governing, the world government summit this week is moving us off of our old system of money and the superpowers introducing a new one. You heard what Joe Biden just did, signed that executive order about, hey, we've got to take control. Now he used, he said, hey, the, the cryptocurrencies, some people have been hurt by that. So the government needs to oversee that all the while talking about the central bank, the um, Federal Reserve, possibly introducing their own digital dollar and getting people started using those things to purchase. I'm telling you, it's all by grand design. You say, well, who's the grand designer? Who's the architect of all of this? Revelation 13.2, the dragon gave them their seat, power, and great authority. The mastermind behind this whole thing is Satan himself. He's the driver behind the world government. It's his effort to establish his physical kingdom in the earth today. And so that's why you can never take the mark of the beast because that's a pledge of allegiance to. The Bible says they will actually worship the dragon in the end time. It's something you cannot do. It's of eternal consequence. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began the ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high-traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. 
We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Okay, so just when you thought it couldn't get any crazier, right? <laughs> because they're, this stuff's coming right down into our living room, it seems like. I've got another article I want to share with you, and I've waited. I've had this article for several weeks. The Politico, and I'm going to show you how much propaganda this is. The Politico reported, the the name of the article, hey, big shift. Biden moves to rewrite the rules on climate change. Imagine that. Propaganda by the United Nations, and Joe Biden's bought in 100%. Why? He is a globalist. He believes in a one-world government. So, an excerpt from the article. It says the nation's top financial regulators will soon embark on a controversial first-of-its-kind mission, forcing banks and other industry players to prepare for potential threats to the U.S. financial system from what? Climate change. Okay, now, you understand, and I'm going to prove this to you in a second. Human-induced global warming, which leads to climate change, is a 100% hoax. It's total propaganda. They need to keep you in fear mode to get these things passed. That's the whole goal of all of it, fear mode. So the article goes on to say, All the leading agencies will be headed by progressive regulators who will seek to push the administration's agenda forward, even as President Joe Biden has failed to get broader climate-related legislation through Congress. That's why it's important that in later on this year, we take the House and the Senate. We could stymie him on a lot of this stuff. So, among other moves, regulators are likely to press banks to prepare for the fallout from a warming planet by stepping up scrutiny of fossil fuel financing. Now, what they're trying to do is bankrupt our country. That's where we're headed. And many people believe we're already bankrupt. That's why the Federal Reserve's been printing money like, a, like crazy. And that's what's driving inflation up. So they will make the lenders undergo regular tests to measure how their investments could be threatened by flooding, wildfires, growing risks. What? Growing risks. Boy, that's very detailed, isn't it? Growing risks. Uh, that's like smoke and mirrors to me. And they could rewrite the rules against the discriminatory practice known as redlining to push lenders to put money into disadvantaged communities most vulnerable to climate change. It's wealth redistribution is what it is. When you think of human-induced global warming, which leads to climate change, when that comes out of somebody, of course, they don't say human-induced global warming anymore. They just say climate change because Global warming is so easily disproven, they just changed, they pivoted and said, hey, we're going to start calling it climate change. So that makes you, the American population, say, well, 
you know, the climate does change. Maybe there's something wrong with it. But if you don't educate yourself, you would think, maybe I do need to pay extra taxes and this, that, and the other. No, it's wealth redistribution. So the article says, I, uh, this is from uh, David Arkush. He's a managing director of the climate program of public citizens. He said, well, I expect it to be a pretty big shift. One of many progressive advocacy groups that have pushed for the, um, he's with one of the many advocacy groups that have pushed for the government to compel companies to confront these risks. It's propaganda. But he said, you're going to have all the major banks their regulators moving forward with this. They're going to be forced to, you understand. The federal banking agencies have long required lenders to take into account the possibility of severe weather events in their investment decisions, but the words climate change were rarely, if ever, mentioned by regulators before last year. This is what all of the ESG, the Environmental, Social, or Social Justice and Governance is all about that Glenn Beck and all these guys have been talking about for a long time. We've talked about it for a long time. BlackRock, the investment firm, uh, the Capital Group, all of these other big investment firms, many of these big corporations around the world. You can go to, oh, I just saw, uh, Sherwin-Williams, the big paint company. Go look on their main headquarters website. They've got a section where they're talking about ESG. How are we aligning our company up to to these um, measures that we have to give to show how we're promoting this environmental? It's, It's really the sustainable development goals by the United Nations condensed down into the environmental, social justice, and governance. Social or social justice. ESG. All of these big corporations. Why? Because they're woke. They bought into this world-governing thing. They're going to be protected. And guess who's going to foot the bill? The taxpayers. The American middle-class taxpayers. It's all wealth redistribution, everybody. Well, they're wanting to tax the wealthy as well. But you understand climate change propaganda is the United Nations propaganda to redistribute the wealth of the world. Uh, President Trump understood that. That's why he pulled us out of the Paris Climate Agreement. He's, I, a matter of fact, I've got articles, quotes from him saying, hey, this is all this is is wealth redistribution of Americans' money to all these despots and, and, and uh, underdeveloped nations around the world. It's wealth redistribution. Why, why, why do I talk so much about wealth redistribution? Socialism. The major plank of socialism, one of the major planks, is wealth redistribution. Remember Karl Marx, Communist Manifestos. The, the proletarians and the bourgeoisie. The haves and the have-nots. And he said, hey, we need to equal out the playing field. And it's socialism, wealth redistribution. That's why, wealth re- that's why uh, socialism has never been successful in any country ever. Because when the government gets control, it all goes south. Because why would a business owner, what what incentive does a business owner have to work their fingers to the bone to make that thing successful when the government's going to tell them what to do with their profits? So the United Nations is 100% socialistic. Antonio Guterres was the president of of the Socialist International 
Oh, man, uh, from 99 to 2005, the number one socialist on the planet is the current Secretary General of the United Nations. So do you think they're going to put out um, plans that are pro-capitalistic? Absolutely not. Everything they put out has a socialistic spin to it. And so the Sustainable Development Goals, that's the socialistic blueprint of the United Nations to govern every single planet, person on the planet. The ESG metrics for these businesses, environmental, social, and governance, are the, the um, condensed down version of the Sustainable Development Goals. And so now, Joe Biden is talking about forcing banks to get their lenders and to, to say, okay, us banks are on board now. If you want to borrow money from us, we want to know how your business, how green are you? How much do you align your entity up with ESG? I mean, they're just trying to push it down this big funnel to everybody, right? But it's all about climate agenda. It's a total farce. Um, the Heartland Institute, they published a document, the title of the document, Facts for Climate Realists on 30 Prominent Climate Topics. I only chose like six or eight of them. But listen at this. You know what you're being taught in the news? Oh, the, the, all the, you know, uh, um, what was the guy? Al Gore back in the An Inconvenient Truth. All the, the, the ice packs, uh, the, the ice uh, bodies on the North and South Poles, they're going to melt and we're going to, you know, the, the water is going to come clear into the Mississippi and America or into Chicago and it, it's going to... That was back way back in the early 2000s, folks. You know that not one thing he predicted has come true? Not one. Not one of the climate catastrophes that he predicted has came true. Not one. The um, Heritage Organization, they, they said, they published this thing and it says this, average North American snowpacks extent is virtually the same as it was in the late 60s when U.S. satellite measurements began. So all of this stuff about, oh, the, the earth's warming and all the snow's going to melt and it's going to flood and all the ice is going to melt and it's going to flood everything. Just let's think logically really quick. When you have a glass of water, or let's say a glass of ice, if I had a glass of ice right here on the desk, it's full of, let's say, six cubes of ice, big ones. If all of that were to melt, would the glass overflow or would there be about half a glass of water there? Right, because ice, water expands when it freezes, but it goes back down when it melts, right? So if all of these ice caps around the world melted, would there be more water? Would it be flooding or would it go down? you got to think about this stuff logically. Again, uh, they, the Heritage Organization, the Great Lakes are benefiting from record high water levels, rains and different things. Just a few years after climate activists claimed that global warming would cause water levels to drop. They're changing their stories almost on a daily basis. Water levels have been above average since 2014. Objective data show that global warming has not, has not caused an increase in the frequency of the severity of cold events. 
the number of tornadoes in the United States has been declining for the past 45 years. Many researchers have found that there have been no increase in hurricanes as the planet has modestly warmed. Modestly, it's normal. The earth has warmed up and cooled down since God created it. Day one. The earth, God has created ways to warm the earth up and to cool it down, to keep it so us human beings can live here. God was not going to create an earth and then say, well, someday, you know, that thing is going to get too hot and they're just all going to die. It's not going to happen. There will come a time in the future when the human existence is over, but that's over a thousand years from now. This document goes on to say, in recent decades, the United States heat waves have been far less frequent and severe than they were in the 1930s, prior to this big industrial revolution that we're in now. There have been no significant warming. There has been no significant warming in the United States since 2005. And the estimated, you know, they said, oh, the the, uh, human-induced global warming is leading to climate change, killing all the polar bears. The estimated polar bear population has nearly quadrupled since 1950, rising from 10,000 bears in 1950 to as many as 39,000 bears today. So, folks, are you following the signs? The signs that the Bible gives us. Again, I handpicked a few. There are um, there are so many of them, and they're happening right now. The, the tearing down of the Berlin Wall years ago. Again, like I said, World War I, World War II, all the, the Chernobyl nuclear accident, these things just clipping off one right after another. We're moving straight forward so fast, but some people are just oblivious. I've got family members that just think, well, that, no, this is cra- that's, I don't want to hear about that. That's crazy. Well, that's fine, but it doesn't make it go away. And so it's my job and it's your job to tell them Spread the word. The second coming of Jesus Christ is just around the corner. Are you watching the signs and are you preparing yourself for that soon coming event where we will go to be with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463 or visit us online at endtime.com.